All right, we're up to the point now where we're going to introduce our uh, featured speaker for Law Day today. And just a quick personal story that's relevant to this one. My first job out of law school, I went to work for the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission in Washington, D.C. as a cub lawyer and advisory group. And at that time, FERC was in a transition of policy. So every order that FERC issued was getting appealed to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. And it got to a point where it was so overwhelming for the solicitor's office, they came back to the advisory lawyers and said, hey, how would you like to write a brief for the D.C. Circuit? And if depending on which panel you get, maybe you get to go do our oral arguments. So, you know, we're all in. This is great. So I'm getting advice from the solicitor on how, you know, is there any point of this order that you want me to emphasize or de-emphasize? And the solicitor said, well, one point of advice, write it as though you're writing for an eighth grader, because if an eighth grader can read it, so can the judge from the D.C. Circuit. <laughs> so with that, we thought, okay, let's, you know, usually we have a seasoned lawyer, you know, talking about the relevant point of law for law, year, law day each year. And this year we thought, well, let's go a little different direction. And as you know, each year we send out, uh, you know, the law day theme to our eighth grade classes uh, to write an essay. And then, you know, we'll give them an award here at law day. And so this year we thought, well, what would it be like to actually get into the mind of an eighth grader from somebody who has to administer those? And our featured speaker today um, is Rebecca Begley, and she has consistently won, and her students have won this essay throughout the years for the Omaha Bar Association. So we invited Rebecca to come speak to us today. Um, and of course, you know, one of her students wins second place in the essay this year, so congratulations on that. And so we invite you to take a journey with us back into the eighth grade classroom and look through the law at the eyes of an eighth grader. Would you, at this point, would you help me uh, welcome Ms. Begley to the podium? Thank you. I appreciate this opportunity today for two reasons. First, to express my gratitude to the audience before me. Without you and the work you do, it would be impossible to teach students the importance of the laws that guide our country. Secondly, to share how as, te as teachers, we show our students the importance of your work and their own role in continuing a democratic society that functions because of our country's adherence to the rule of law. While some of you in this audience couldn't wait to get out of middle school or junior high back in the day, my experience was such that I decided to spend my entire professional life with 13 and 14 year olds. I have spent the last 26 years in middle school, willingly. During the past 10 years, I have had the privilege of teaching eighth grade students American history. In the course of a school year, it is my responsibility to impart American history from European exploration in the Americas through the period of reconstruction following the Civil War. History, economics, geography, and civics are all, part, uh, are all components of our required state standards. It would seem an overwhelming and daunting task, except it is so much fun. If you haven't spent time with a 14-year-old lately, I encourage you to do so. They are quirky, fun, smart, caring individuals with just the right amount of snark to make you laugh every day you're with them. While I was initially surprised by Mr. Summers' request to have me speak to you and questioned what message I, as a school teacher, could share with you, a group of lawyers and judges regarding the law, ultimately I decided that when an educator has the opportunity to speak to any group outside our profession, we have to take it and show what we do on a daily basis. And while the prospect of addressing this group at first seemed a hard pass, 
I've also spoken to groups of teachers. And let me tell you, however this speech goes, you are bound to be a better listening audience than a group of educators. <laughs> when we are with fellow teachers, we are truly a group of do as I say, but not as I do when it comes to listening to a speaker. As I considered how to approach the theme of this year's Law Day toward a more perfect union, the Constitution in times of change, I reflected on the importance of students understanding the significance of their role in our government and society, how the students of today are tomorrow's leaders, and how this next generation will carry on the work that you do. While what you do on a daily basis to ensure the rule of law within our country is vitally important, the reality is, is without the next generation being willing to work to preserve our democracy, it will be difficult to keep. But you can't keep a democracy if you don't know what it is. Understanding that we as Americans have a role in the rule of law and the continuation of our nation is an important part of our history class, following the state standards regarding history and civics instruction. Knowing that not all Americans hold a shared understanding and appreciation of our government and the laws that govern us, I take my role in the classroom seriously. I'm sure everyone here today has experienced some level of dismay when we realize not everyone, not every American has a basic foundation of the laws that govern our society. Before Jimmy Fallon, if you ever watched The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, you may have wanted to just shut off the TV and go to bed if you watched the jaywalking segment, during which time Jay asked random people on the street questions that one should presumably and easily know. Often, questions were asked about our government. For example, Jay asked, how many U.S. senators are there? Only to have the response be 52, because there are 52 states. Yikes. <laughs> Another response to that question was, too many. <laughs> While we may or may not find humor in that answer, it's difficult to find humor in the fact that countless people have been asked, what are the three branches of government? Who is the vice president? Or what rights are guaranteed under the First Amendment? Only to look dumbfounded as they mentally search for an answer and ultimately have no response. While we may laugh, it just isn't funny. Knowing that a significant number of Americans struggle with basic knowledge of the foundation of our government and the laws we live by, I want to ensure that my students have a solid understanding. As Americans, we are offered many opportunities and the rule of law in our country establishes many of those rights. To keep our country and constitution moving toward that more perfect union, we need to help this next generation of citizens, who may or may not choose to join your ranks within the field of law, to see beyond this document and to understand their rights and responsibilities within the law and actively work to advance a society that depends on the rule of law. When students come to my classroom, they arrive with a variety of abilities, interests, and backgrounds. Unfortunately, some of that includes an understanding of our government from watching TV shows, movies, and TikTok videos. When we begin our lessons on the framework of our government and the Constitution, I often feel that I should enter the classroom to the tune of the cadence of the Law and Order theme song, for that is where far too much of my students' knowledge comes from regarding the law. At the same time, I have students arrive almost ready for college classes. So how does one teach students with varying abilities, background knowledge, and interest levels? It's all about that last one, whether or not they are interested. My job is not merely to teach students the framework of our government and the foundation of American law. It's to make them realize how important it is to know it and help them see the connections to their own lives and society as a whole. 
While we as adults may have difficulty fathoming, why wouldn't they want to know this? Keep in mind, they are 14 and may be far more interested in the latest trends on TikTok rather than the rule of law. So I thought I would share with you how I attempt to catch their attention and see the relevance of the rule of law as we progress through our understanding of the United States government and constitution. Approaching history throughout the year cannot be a list of chronological events and dates. Students aren't able to see the relevance of history unless they consider what is history. Using the model by the Stanford History Education Group, we consider the following when looking for and comparing historical evidence. History is an account of the past. Accounts differ depending on one's perspective. We rely on evidence to construct accounts of the past. We must question the reliability of each piece of evidence, and any single piece of evidence is insufficient to build a plausible account. Following this model, students are better able to formulate their own response and reaction to historical events rather than simply listing them. By creating stronger critical thinkers, we are creating the next generation of Americans ready to look at the information in front of them and to understand why it happened and how it impacts society, both when it took place and today. While this may sound like an easy task, igniting a fire of student interest in American government and law isn't easy. Throughout my years of teaching, I have needed to hone my teacher skills and quite frankly tricks to help students get excited about our lessons. My teacher attempt to land somewhere between Miss Frizzle leading her children on adventures while traveling on the magic school bus and Ben Stein's teacher character from Ferris Bueller's Day Off puts me somewhere in the middle of the continuum of can't stop listening to this teacher and would this teacher please stop talking. <laughs> Accessing primary sources to compare and gather historical evidence to better understand and evaluate history is critical. However, the basic foundation of our government, which allows us to understand the importance of the rule of law, is knowing how our government functions. If students don't understand the three branches of government and how checks and balances work, it's difficult to move forward to grasp the laws stemming from our American government. In order to discern the differences between the three branches, we, take, we study and take assessments, but we also play games. Who wouldn't want to use a fly swatter to signify which branch of government is being described? Or ring a bell to win a prize to quickly answer questions to review the amendments to the Constitution? One of my favorites is an electoral college game during which students use dice to determine the number of votes they receive in order to secure the electoral college votes in each state. One year, my class was extra exuberant about securing 270 votes first. It sounded like casino night in my classroom. <laughs> it was to the point where the teachers that had classrooms on both sides of me came to complain about the noise. While I was apologetic about the noise and the chaos to my colleagues, my students were incredulous that they would stop our pseudo-electoral college in action by telling the other teachers, come on, I just won Florida. Wait till you hear what it sounds like when we get to California. <laughs> I can almost guarantee that this group of students knew more about how a president is elected in our country than a lot of Americans. In response, one of my coworkers just shook his head and said, if you can get them excited about the electoral college, then who am I to complain about the noise? While those activities are high energy and can quickly raise the volume in our classroom, my favorite activity is one entitled, You Be the Judge during which students are provided with information from famous court cases 
in order to determine whether or not they believe they had a right within a court of law. They have to support why they feel this person does or does not have a right, given the circumstances, and defend their reasoning. Students using their knowledge of the Bill of Rights to prove their point demonstrates their ability to think critically about the law. When they hear the actual verdict, they often feel justified in their answer or curious about the reasoning behind the ruling. My goal as a teacher is that the critical thinking skills they use, as well as the fun and games that students participate in my classroom, eventually evolves into them realizing the importance of participating in our government and society. To really demonstrate the rule of law and the Constitution in their daily lives. While our class participates in service learning opportunities throughout the school year to make a difference within our community, when I see students taking an interest in civic opportunities and organizations outside of school, I know that they really understand their responsibilities as American citizens as they work to improve the lives of others. From participating in a women's march, to volunteering as Salvation Army bell ringers, to traveling across the world to join in mission work to make a difference, my students understand that civic instruction does not end in our classroom. It is their responsibility to work together to build a stronger community. Teaching the Constitution this year provided a new level of interest for me and my ability to bring relevant court cases in my classroom. Currently, I'm pursuing a second master's degree in educational leadership in order to eventually work as a principal. This fall, one of my grad classes included school law. To be able to share the cases I was studying with my students and their relevance to my role as a teacher and a hopeful administrator further validated the importance of having an understanding of the law as you'll be using it throughout your life for both personal and professional reasons. I thank you for listening today. Like I assured you at the start of my speech, you were a much better audience than my colleagues. <laughs> As I leave you today, I will share my passion for teaching the United States Constitution and the rule of law is best summed up by one of our greatest American presidents, Abraham Lincoln, who said, let reverence for the laws be breathed by every American mother to the lisping babe that prattles on her lap. Let it be taught in schools, in seminaries, and in colleges. Let it be written in primers, spelling books, and almanacs. Let it be preached from the pulpit, proclaimed in the legislative halls, and enforced in the courts of justice. Thank you.